Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. To Ghana Connect. So just yesterday, Ghana witnessed significant events that have sent shockwaves through our communities and ignited a fiery debate about this arrest and detention of 49 protesters by the Ghana police, which has left a lot of people questioning the state of our democracy. These protesters were on the front lines raising their voice for better living conditions, fighting alleged high-level corruption and decrying what they say is a gross mismanagement of the economy. Right here on Ghana Connect. We are here to cry in solidarity of the ordinary Ghanaian. Mm. Today, Ghanaian children, parents can no longer feed their children. Now, so please, officers, uh, police officers now arresting um, some of the protesters who who came here and said they're going to protest despite please preventing them. Is that what they signed up for? They are suffering. And they are fruit, come. Go down, go down. Come, fruit, come. Go down, go down. He's a media man. Come. They ripped my dress apart and I'm on TV in my bra. In my bra. Not that I wanted to, but because these Ghana police services are irrational and unprofessional. And, and, and frankly, that colonial brutish method needs to stop. So some of these police excesses were captured live on camera for the world to witness. These shocking events have stirred emotions across the nation and prompted us to reflect on the fundamental rights which underpins our democracy, particularly this right to a peaceful protest. So tonight on the show, we embark on a journey to dissect Ghana's protest culture, examining its historical significance, the role it plays in our democracy, and whether or not recent events signify a, a threat to this right. There are people worse off that have suffered enough, haven't they suffered enough? But you can't get enough of Shutting down systems for personal gain Fighting fires with liars and praying for rain Do you get off on pain? 
on the show today is the right to protest in Ghana under threat. And mind you, those of you listening on X Spaces, you can just slide into our DMs. We are really looking forward to hearing what you think about this important conversation. We'll reach out, we'll put you on the phone and hear your thoughts. We connect on Ghana Connect right after this break. I know exactly how my wife feels at any point in time. I know when she's happy. Hey! I know where she's sad. Hello. I know where she's just not in the mood. What? It's all thanks to her Colatune. Express yourself with your MTN Colatune and let it do the talking. Simply dial star 1355 hash and download your favorite Colatune or copy or renew your existing Colatune. Send starts to 1355 or dial star 1355 hash to subscribe today. MTN. The Kingdom Books and Stationery Limited's Back to School promotion is here with us once again. From the 4th of September to the 31st of October 2023, Kingdom Books and Stationery Limited is giving a generous 10% to 15% discount on all school items like textbooks, pens, pencils, erasers, exercise books, and so much more across all our branches in Accra, Tema, Kumasi, Takradi, Winneba, and Cape Coast. Parents, teachers, and students, please hurry while stock lasts. For more information, call us on 0302-764-101 or 0302-764-209 or email info at kingdomgh.com. You can also visit our website, www.kingdomgh.com. Kingdom Books, where quality and affordability are both assured. Terms and conditions apply. Luxurious affordable living is your right, and no one understands it better than BOT Properties. BOT Properties specializes in modern residential buildings and commercial office spaces. Our properties include the Equator, a 12-story made up of over 100 apartments near Accra Mall. At the Equator Courts, we offer you the deluxe living experience with our top-of-the-range homes, high-quality homes built with style and precision to suit your lifestyle. The Equator Courts is a gated community with two story four-bedroom detached houses at Ubuju Islegon near American House. Our office complexes include Zion House, Shiashi Islegon, Zion House, Sofaline Interchange, Kumase. Our offices and apartments are for both rental and outright purchases at affordable prices and with flexible payment terms. Kindly contact us on 0257-960-919 or visit botproperties.com. BOT Properties, the new meaning of affordable luxury. Your water needs. Syntex has it all. Syntex tank was first to introduce double layer tank 
And now, you can have as many layers as you want. Sintest Tank was first to introduce white inner layer tanks in Ghana and now introduces the customer specs order, which will let you order any color and size you want. Sintest Tanks gives you the biggest warranty of seven years, which no other tank gives you. So whatever your water consumption, size of project, or demand, choose Sintest Tank. Sintest Tank, stress-free. Sintest Tank, reliable. Sintest Tank, maximum guarantee. Call zero. 244 335 168 Kumasi 0505 As the Makers House Chapel International presents the Experience Conference 2023. From the 1st to the 8th of October, it's the gathering of the spiritual luminaries of the land. Get ready to experience Archbishop Nicholas Duncan Williams, Reverend Dr. Mensa Otterville, Archbishop Charles Ajina Sari, Reverend Dr. Ampia Kofi, Reverend Dr. Steve Mensa, Reverend Dr. Ebenezer Marque, Bishop Frank Ofusu Apia, and your host, Dr. Michael Come and experience Jesus, the miracle worker. Venue is the destiny arena of the Maker's House Chapel International, Atomic, adjacent School of Nuclear and Allied Sciences. Time is 6.30 to 9.30 p.m. on weekdays, 8 a.m. to 11 a.m. on Saturday, and 8 a.m. to 10.30 a.m. on Sundays. It's going to be a life-changing encounter. The Experience Conference 2023. I can't wait. Yes, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Cash out just got way better. Our enhanced early partial and auto cash out feature lets you cash out your bets out early, cash out a portion of your ongoing bets, or even set your bets to cash out automatically. All this to give you way more control over every thrilling bet you place. Sign up today at betway.com.gh. Terms and conditions apply. Regulated by the Gaming Commission of Ghana. No under 18. Betway. Get way more. Welcome back to Ghana Connect right here on Joy 99.7 FM. I'll share with you pretty shortly the interesting minds that are connecting with us on the show today. First, listen to this. Hmm. Hungry man say fix the country. Belle fool say fix your fare.
Ghana is very hard. I can't be buying KK for five cities. What I was buying one city. Ghana is cost of living is terrible. I have four kids. Taking care of them is terrible. So that's one part. So your school fees or what exactly? They are living, cost of living, they are feeding, transportation. Everything is times five. It's terrible. My salary cannot take care of them. plagiarized speech by the president of the republic he talked about us being citizens and not spectators it was inspirational for all of us to get involved and i will not stop saying his name because the ghana police service have a pension from for, for for committing crimes and getting away with it they the police have stolen even a phone from a protester police ghana police stolen a phone they took the phone no they have stolen it they ripped my dress apart and i'm on tv in my bra in my bra not that I wanted to, but because these Ghana police services are irrational and unprofessional. So those were some views from the street. I have some pretty interesting sounds in this in this tape, but I'll come back to it while the show progresses. Really some interesting minds that are connecting with us tonight on Ghana Connect. Carla Olimpio is a lawyer, a human rights activist. She's not new to this show, and it's good to have her back connecting with us. Carla, good to hear from you today. Hi. Great to be here. Superb. Abdul Karim Ibrahim is a journalist. He's one of my favorites. Um, Evans likes to call him the naughty boy. Abdul Karim Ibrahim, thanks for connecting with us. Thank you very much, Kweku, for having me. And we we'll, we'll say a lot of naughty things on the show today. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, Richard joined the first day of the Occupied Jilobi House protest. He was arrested and detained for several hours. Richard Ajao is joining us on Ghana Connect. Richard, thanks for connecting with us. Yo, hi, Kweku. Julius Kwame Anthony is a law student. He's an advocate for a review of the public order law and will share some fascinating insights on that with us today. Julius, good to have you connecting with us. Thank you for having me, Kweku. And then Force is a regular on this show. He's a Ghanaian who works and lives in the United Kingdom, connecting with us all the way from the United Kingdom. Force, good to have you. Thank you very much, Craig, for having me, and a good evening to all your listeners. Right, guys, so let's get right into it. And for those of you listening, 055-11-11997, 055-11-11997. That is our WhatsApp line. You can send us your message. You can also slide into our DMs on social media, Twitter, X Spaces. We are live. We'll reach out to you for you to share your perspectives on that. Let's get right around the table, and guys, let's make this as conversational as possible. So, Carla, let me start with you. Carla. I mean, you've seen yes. what we've seen on social media, mainstream media over the past few days. What are your views about the right to protest and this entrenchment in the country? Are we really getting that right or are we just paying lip service? You know, it's a difficult one. And first, let me just say, I wouldn't call myself a human rights activist, although I strongly believe in human rights. Um, uh, it, it's 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 a very difficult one. I mean, I have to say that I was quite shocked and disappointed with the behavior of the police yesterday. Um, plus, there's a lot of uh, the the you know the impression that is being given to a lot of people because I saw some commentary on social media. Oh, but if there's an injunction, there wasn't an injunction. There was an application for an, an injunction, which uh, strangely enough was apparently. Uh, taken to the courts just, you know, the day before when the police had been notified of this event, 
you know, I think about last month sometime. So there was no actual injunction. And the right to protest is enshrined in our constitution. There's actually been a Supreme Court case brought by the new Patriotic Party in, I think, 1993, in which the Supreme Court affirmed that to, in order to demonstrate, you don't need to get permission. You just need to notify the police. So, like I said, I was very disappointed, just in a nutshell, mm. and, and surprised Karim, at what was, happened and what the police did. Mm, Kala was, was, was surprised about what the police did. Yeah. Did, did you get the same impression? No. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. I, I was not surprised and and for me i think that it is also quite consistent with the way that the ghana police service work uh, and again um i also had this feeling uh, and again those are oftentimes very difficult to to substantiate but given the events of recent days or weeks with the igp himself under some sort of trial based on the fact that elements within the ghana police service and outside of it were conniving to remove him, and with the with the spectacle that we have seen, with the uh, the parliament's investigation and all of that, I really thought, quite on the contrary to what many people may have believed, that the police were going to act the way that they did, because if we understand properly the the institution of the Ghana Police Service and everything about it, then we would appreciate that it doesn't matter. Even if in the grand scheme of things, the IGP Dampare is perhaps the most professional among all of them. He himself is very much aware of the sort of challenge that, or, or the, the authority that he needs to appeal to or appeal to. And that's why I'm not surprised. But, but just very quickly also on this, if one again understands the Ghana Police Service within the context of his history and what the leaders of the Ghana Police Service, for instance, acknowledge as a fundamental orientation foundation or philosophy that they operate on, you would not be surprised. Remember the uh, May uh, 20th, 2022 uh, statement that the Ghana Police Service issued in response to the British High Commission. There's a particular paragraph that I want to uh, read out to you very quickly, and then others can also take it up from there. The Police Service noted, and here I quote, that we are not oblivious of how, as a country, Britain reveres its army, blah, 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 and goes on. And then also talks about specifically in relation to the, the history, right, of, of the Ghana police service and the fact that we owe the institution that we have to colonial arrangements, among other things like that. In that particular statement, the IGP and the police service were essentially 
praising the British colonial arrangement and saying that the police system that we have is inherited from this system. And by that, it basically also means that the citizen or, uh, I mean, the, the subject-master relation is precisely what is at, at play here. And so today, President Akufuado may be the, the governor of whoever it is that he's representing, and then the police service itself would be promoting and supporting the political elite, much as they did the colonial administration against the very many other people, just like your very good self and the many others on social media and wherever who are on the street protesting. That is the reality of the Ghana Police Service, and I'm not surprised that they are continuing in that tradition. Mm. I mean, really interesting there. But Julius, do you share the views that this has just been the police, this is how they relate to protesters in the country, and we really, we really shouldn't be surprised that the police had to do what they did? Yeah, I'm, I'm not surprised at all. And you see, Kweku, it is important that since we have audiences who are listening to us, we put some, you know, chronological events in order to illustrate what is going on. I'm glad that Carla made mention of the MPP and IGP case, where it was clear per the judgment of Acha and here from Benjamin, that people do not need permission from the police to protest. That is an enshrined fundamental right. And that what we need to do is to simply notify the police. And in notifying the police, what are we after? We are after protection from the police. And the police must give reasonable grounds as to if why they cannot provide that protection or why they cannot, uh, what do you call it, approve the routes that the citizens have chosen. And in so doing, the law even uses requests. They are supposed to request that the protesters choose an alternative route. Where the protesters do not accept that alternative route, the police cannot stop them themselves. They must bring an application. And you see, the interesting thing about what the police did on this particular 21st demonstration issue is that they try to do the same thing the court said they could not do in the case of uh, Republican High Court, um, uh, 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 what do you call it, Gisioware. Uh, uh, in that case, where the court was of the view that they could not bring ex-party applications to stop people from protesting because it is their fundamental right and the people must have a right to answer. Now, the police wants to do that same thing using an application on notice, where you wait on the 20th, you go and say you have filed a case. You filed an application, and then without service on the people, you issue a communique. And by your communique, you are preventing them from going on the demonstration, which they have notified you on the 4th of September, between 4th of September to, uh, what do you call it, 24th, uh, 21st. How many days is that? That the police, they don't know that they didn't want the people to use that route or they have any, uh, you know, uh, alternative suggestions they want to make to the people. So you wait and come and do that same style, that old style that they've been using where they pass some corner and go to some secure court and go and make an expert motion and then say that they are stopping the people. They want to do that same thing they have been doing, which the court said they could not do as far back as 2015. So we have a police service which is so bent on using the colonial tactics. They wait last minute, then they come and block you from exercising your right. Mm. They are so bent on doing that. And that is what they did in this case, which is completely unlawful. Because even if we were supposed to say that, I mean, uh, granting without admitting that there was even an, an injunction and the people were not obeying it. How, how, how contempt of court, is it police that are supposed to go and beat people? Or the court is supposed to determine that if there are any sentences, the police execute it. So I don't get what it is this police service is doing in this country. Mm. And you see, when we are dealing with our laws and the interpretations we give to laws, we must make sure that it is in the interest of protecting human rights. And I feel that it is high time the courts are clear on some of these things. 
Can the police actually prevent people from protesting in any way? The court must be clear on it that they cannot prevent. The prevention, it must be clear. Mm, Julius, you started your, your, your presentation by clearly referencing the NBP versus RGP, that case, and the court clearly said, stated that the police cannot do what they, they purported to do. And good point that you, you rest your oars there. I'll come back to you, Julius. I know you have some really interesting views to share. Forces in the United Kingdom. I'll go to force in a bit, in a minute, but I want to first hear from Richard, who joined the first day of the Occupy Jilobi uh, house protest, and he was arrested and detained for several hours. I want to hear his story. Richard, what happened? Why were you arrested, and how long did you stay behind bars, and how at what, what time were you released? Yeah, so, so around seven years today. So if you remember me back from our days in university, I'm very interested in popular protests and how they influence um, democracy and people's participation in democracy generally. So I just wanted to part by have some pictures, just have some conversation with some of the organizers, just to have something for a future people that are right about things that I'm interested in when it comes to popular protests. But then when I got there with my friends, the police were parked directly in front of the the Senegalese embassy. Then they crossed the road over to the 37 Lorry station. Then in in a few seconds, you have motorcades, a police motorcade with a big bus. The bus parked and the police just start shouting that everyone should get into the bus. At this juncture, the organizers are asking the police, why are we getting into the bus? And where are we going? To? Because I mean, it's 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 clearly written in the constitution that if you are arresting someone, you must tell the person that you are under arrest and you must tell the person why they are being arrested. But then the police refused to do that and they immediately went into physically forcing everyone into the bus. But fast forward, we went to the Regional Police and Command and they forced us to sit on the floor. Then they later forced us into a small room where there was the police here they came in and they they manhandled people. They manhandled they manhandled people. There was a lady who was very angry because she was slapped. Well, personally, I wasn't, I wasn't um, beaten, physically beaten, I wasn't beaten. But then I had a little um, a little back and forth with one of the CIA officers who tried to force his hand into my bag. But later they broke us up into groups and they were just informed that we had been taken to um the Adamaka police station. Mm. So we were in there. Later in the day, some lawyer friends of ours came around, and the organizers came around, other people came around, and I think around 10 p.m., yeah, we were granted bill. So we were in there, we really didn't get much information of what was happening outside, but at 10 p.m., we were just informed that we were being freed, and we were having posted and we had to come to the Accra Regional Command for our gadgets. Today. Really interesting one story that you, you, you've shared there, Richard. And another person who really had some beating from the police, as he claims, is George Jennings. And George is joining us on phone. I'll take George and then we'll let George take a leave of us. George, what exactly happened? 
Well, we seem to have lost George there. Good time to bring force, connecting with us in the United Kingdom. Force, in the United Kingdom, there are so much wild protests. In fact, protests are such deeply ingrained in their culture. If you look at what happens here every now and then, and we've been able to dig some research about protests and the violence that usually happens with it when the police decide to just attack protesters, what, 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 what sense do you get? Thank you very much for having me on the show once again. And it's, I find it a bit preposterous when we come and we talk about the Ghana police and the way they handle um, human, simple human rights issues and everything to do with protesting. Something that is enshrined in our constitution and is basically is a, is a human right that uh, uh, is that's enshrined in almost every democratic constitution that is available in the world. And Amnesty International speaks highly about that. And I, I, I don't know whether at this moment the police are on trial and I don't know whether they are ever going to change because there's been loads of trends that's been set by this police. And it tells you that anytime there's a protest, people are either going to get manhandled, beaten, unlawfully arrested, detained unlawfully, and nothing gets done about it. So I tend to ask these questions, if, especially in the UK, where I, I, I spend most well, I live here. Um, so I can say that people protest all the time. However, the police have ways and means. They are there to protect the citizens. And if the, the, the citizens, if it's unlawful, yes, they can move people on. They don't really go in brutally. But sometimes it happens here as well. The police actually falls out with people. For example, when a policeman killed uh, um, Sarah Everett, the police went in there, there was brutality. And those policemen who actually went through and hurt the citizens have been jailed. And that's something I struggle. I have never seen that in Ghana. And it beats me because the police always have been a tool for government to use to suppress the people. That's how I see in West Africa. Because one way or the other, government tends to use the tool, which is the police, to suppress the people. Because people are not given the, 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 the they're not given other avenues to actually vent their opposition or, or opposing views to what government is doing. And when it comes, even the media has so segregated that we don't actually we don't actually get people venting their opposing views properly. Do you mean? So the police tend to actually go with the government of the day. And this has been the trend in Ghana. People lose their eyes, people get beaten, nothing gets done about it. We don't actually see even one policeman going in and being a arranging court and the case being actually I, I struggle I struggle I struggle to see a point where this will change I mean you struggle to see that and that, that point you made there I mean I hear join his own colleague Latif Idris who was was beaten up by police officers and no less a place than the police headquarters up till now no police officer has really been taken on for that particular case the police say I mean the case is just is has just been hanging good point there I'll come back around the table in a minute but I want to hear from George one of the protesters who alleged that the police brutalized him George what is your story all right so am I being heard yes you're live all right, so um, that was um, yesterday. The protest was set for yesterday at 6.30. So 
So roughly around um, 7.30, I left the house because I don't live so far away from the um, place where Blind on Rocky Parents was starting from 37 to the Jubilee house. Um, I was on my way going and I got a text from a friend that um, they were arresting the people who convened there. So he has moved straight to the um, Jubilee house. So I should meet him directly at the Jubilee house. So when I got to the Jubilee house, he was there alone. And then I joined him, yeah. Um, we, as we were standing there, in about five minutes, the police approached us and asked us to move away from there. And then we told them that we were waiting for our friends. So we are going to stand there and wait just like any other person. Because there are people also standing around, like the normal Ghanaians also standing around somewhere walking by the foot, um, you know, the sidewalks. And they were going around about their day and we were also standing there. So we didn't know why they just approached us to ask us to move from the area. So we asked them the reason. They told us that it's a security zone. The police told us that it was a security zone. And they were like, this is a security zone. Why are others allowed to stand there? They were all walking around and we were standing there. But you just profiled us and asked us to leave there because of it. it's a security zone. And why? Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. They told us that it's orders for the where they used over there was that it is orders from above, so we should leave. And I'm like, if it is any security reason, they can search us right now. We are standing here, they should do it. They told us, no, we should move. And there's orders from above, and that that's the, their last one. If you don't move, they're going to push us out to, to wherever they want, to, they want us to go. So we then decided, okay, then we're going to move. So we're working slowly. We decided to walk slowly, just like any other people around who were also walking slowly. But they kept pushing us, like, move, move, push, push. So they pushed us all the way to around Sankara. And then we stood there for a while. When they pushed us Sankara, we stood there for a while. They realized that no protester was coming. So we decided to then um, look for where they were. I contacted a friend, and he was like, most of them have been arrested and taken to the Accra uh, police uh, quarters. So... They are crowded in our police quarters, uh, headquarters. So then we decided to move and go there to check on our brothers and sisters who have been arrested and then see what form of help we can offer them as they were there. We got there and then um, we went to the head, the police, we got to the police headquarters and wanted to enter. The officer there, I can't remember his name, I think my friend will remember his name because he took note of his name. He told us that we could not enter the police headquarters because of orders from above. He also told us the same thing. So the key word the police kept telling us when they stop us, anything is orders from above. So before I even end, my main question for yesterday was who are those people from the above? Because I'm sure they were human beings and they were people and they have names. So the above, above, above that we kept hearing from everywhere that they were trying to cover up, which people were those people? 
So the um, the police officer over there told us that he wouldn't allow us to enter the head office because it was others from above. Then we told him that we are Ghanaians, we are normal citizens, and the police is a public institution. We don't we are not carrying any harmful weapons, they can search us because our brothers and sisters are inside there, so we want to enter. He told us that he will not allow us to enter. And then we asked again, he repeated the same thing, orders from above. So we moved to the police station beside it, um, which is the, uh, uh, that one is the Accra Central Police Station. That one is causing the headquarters. I think they share a wall. We got there, and then some of our brothers and sisters were there. So we went to check on them and how they were doing. And then they said they were very hungry, and then they needed uh, food and water. So we were going out to get them food and water, and then we were told that we could not just go and go and buy them food and water. So we needed to go and take permission from one of the CID members handling the case from the headquarters. So then we left and then we we're going back to the uh, police headquarters to go and look for the CID uh, officer to ask him, to any CID officer about the situation. And then they would give us the, the letter for us to go and buy the food stuff for uh, our brothers and sisters who were captured at the police station. We got back to the headquarters and then the, guy, the same guy who told us that he could not allow us to enter was standing there. And then he told us that he would not let us enter the police regional headquarters again. Because, and then we asked him why again. And he kept saying, it's orders from above. Do not allow us anybody to enter the office. So it got us agitated. And then we were like, um, they should let us enter. And that, what was the reason for not allowing us to enter? Like, we, we just didn't get, just plainly saying that it was just orders from above. And then they would not allow other Ghanaians who were, on, who were unarmed to enter the, um, the police headquarters. So, um, luckily for me, I, and I host um, one of the, the biggest Twitter spaces in Ghana, mm. which is uh, Talk Your Shit on Twitter. So, um, I, I was on, on Talk Your Shit at that time, and luckily for me, I saw Bridget Otu there. So, I wanted to give Bridget Otu my phone for her to also talk about her, her problem what, that what she exactly was happened? So, so, at what point, so, at what point were you engaged in, 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 that, in that confrontation that led to some policemen allegedly attacking you? Yes, that's exactly what I'm getting to. So I gave the phone to Bridget Otu, and then we were shouting, let us enter, let us enter. That was all we were shouting, let us enter, let us enter. So the policeman who was, um, who told us that we couldn't enter because uh, captain some policemen to come and capture us inside. So I think he would just say, he would point at you or he would describe one, two, three. So they come out and they come and, and then drag us inside. And then when they, so who instructed the policemen, but the policemen that they came to pull us were uniforms. They were in normal T-shirts and normal African print shirts. They, they disguised themselves in those uniforms, so we couldn't even find their names and everything. And then they came to grab us inside. They took us inside, bit, bit us, hit us with baseball bat, kicked us, lashed us with belt, and created a whole lot of marks on me. And they were warning me that I will see what they will do to me. The police were telling me unarmed civilian who did nothing that i will see what they will do to me huh? <laughs> i mean george i've seen i've seen pictures and videos of your skin that you you've put on social media of that alleged brutality that the police meted out to you are, are, are sincere i mean apologies if it if you have to say that for for that happening to you i'm really sorry that it happened to you and and carla i have a i have a list of really bad such stuff that really happened in the country a number of them i just can't run through them protesters the police allegedly clashing with them. It's not normally a class. It's just the police descending on them, beating them. I remember law students went out for a protest. Hot water cannons were used on them. Really, is it a problem with the public order law or is just the police abusing their right? 
Hello, Carla. Hello, Carla. Well, before 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 Carla joins us with that perspective on 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 that, let, let me let me let me hear from Karim again. And Karim, we've heard a lot about Dr. George Kufu Dampare and the transformation he may have brought to the police. A few of these scaffolds have happened under his under his watch. But there are those who yeah. still believe that. Listen, you need to give this man a chance. This is a systemic systemic issue with the Ghana Police Service, and one man cannot change it overnight. Do you really sense yeah. that the IGP, this particular IGP, has done enough to deal with this police and the protest culture, or it's just been business as usual? Yeah, well, I'm sure if you directed this question that, to the IGP himself, he would be honest enough to say that not significant efforts have really been made to, to address these problems. And, and, I, and I concede also, and you are right, that these are also very endemic systemic problems and even on simply the account of the challenge against the igp's own authority and the and the intention by some to remove him is is indication of what clearly the problem is however however i think it is also very important to not cut the igp any slack because the problem is immense because if the problem is immense, the logical expectation would be that those who accept to do something about it must act with immense and urgent interest in order to deal with these problems. And because of that, I want to refer back to what George, the victim of the police brutality yesterday, uh, said. And, and in everything that we have heard... And even Sorry, lost you. I'm back. Yeah. Yes, Carla, good to have you. But can you make the point and then Carla will come in? Okay. So I'll just make it a point again to say that Koku, the, the media report from, from our, our very good friend, Maxwell Agbagba, and, and Joy News and many others also indicate that, for instance, take the example of what Mr. Bernard Mona said, that all of a sudden, somehow, even though a lot of young people, among many other people, are out there on the streets, very angry and agitated and all, what, what happened? We're told that the IGP took the phone and called Mr. Bernard Mona because, again, he has identified an elite member among the, the common folks who are out there on the streets, and he's talking to them. What is he expecting that Mr. Bernard Mona would do? He's expecting that Mr. Bernard Mona would use his influence and get people to, to, to get away from this protest and come back to have a conversation with the same bad faith Ghana police service that waited after a month and a, and a day before the, 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 the protest began, went out there to, to use clandestine means to stop the, 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 the protesters. So if you consider all of that, and then you look at the, the IGP and the, the, the media-friendly things that he does, and sometimes if it's going wherever it is, by some miraculous chance, he will meet some young Ghanaian students who are scared of the police, and then there will be cameras on, 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 on hand to capture all of it, take them to their school, all of those things. They may be useful to some extent because that child who encountered the IGP in that regard, they have seen a different side of the police service. But the problem is that when the reality of of that child's interest. If their parents, for instance, went out there to protest, what would most likely happen would be that the order from above would be the same IGP or whoever is beyond the IGP, and they would send people out there and do exactly the same thing. When there were reports that a, a, a BBC journalist, and, and I hate that kind of rubbish and nonsense in the way that we exceptionalize some other people as against other people. When that happened, there was a the agency within, with, with which the Ghana Police Service responded to this. When the Canadian um, uh, girls uh, or, or, or uh, children got missing some time ago, 
we saw the agency, even though within the same period, Ghanaians had also been uh, kidnapped and, and, and we had heard all manner of things from the leadership of the Ghana Police Service. Today, COP Akufo, what was is still there. Nothing has changed with, with her. She has gotten more position. We have even learned that she has been considered for the position of the IGP. So for me, yes, IGP Dampare may not individually be able to resolve all the problems, but I have not seen anything beyond fantastic ironing of one's uniforms and polishing shoes very nicely and speaking sometimes relatively better English than the average police officer to, to give me the impression that something significant, something fundamental is changing or that the IGP himself is doing something to assure me that the problem is huge, it is difficult, but he's up to the task. I don't think that is the case. Mm. Carla, the, the, the question I was asking you just ties into yeah. where Karima has ended. Is this a problem with the public order act or simply just the police just abusing their, their rights of, or the rights of protesters and abusing the, 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 the sections of, of this law? I'm not sure it's a, a problem with the public order act. Like I said, um, the public order act as of 1993, it's been made clear by our Supreme Court, the highest courts in the land, that, you know, some of these things are null and void as against the Constitution. I definitely think that there is an issue with the way security forces approach citizens in, in around, around here. It's not just in Ghana. In fact, there are many places w which are actually worse than Ghana. Frankly, I think that the way this situation has been handled has been reprehensible. I've seen a, a statement that was issued by the police effectively telling people not to join the protests. This was, I think, the day before. I mean, it's 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 completely unacceptable. The police should not be issuing statements telling people not to demonstrate, because that is effectively what what they were doing. And what concerns me, um, the elephant in the room is <laughs> some of the uprisings that we have seen uh in our region, right? Why would we want people to feel like they can't express themselves? Aside from that, our leaders, you know, sometimes I think that when you are in leadership, you may be surrounded by people who are telling you what you want to hear. So maybe what you need to do is to listen to what the people on the ground are saying and what they are truly feeling. Why would you suppress that? Why would you make people feel like they have no outlet, that they want to go on the streets, they want to let you know how they feel, and you stop them from doing so. I have not seen anything from the police indicating exactly why they wanted to stop this protest. What is the reason? Were they afraid of, of violence? That, Did they have the, some intelligence? That the Jubilee House is a security like zone. That. that the Jubilee House is a security what? zone. I mean, Carla, you, 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 make, you make the good point there. Let me bring in Julius. But the police have said that the security house is a, is a security zone. The Jubilee House is a security zone. They've been trying to get the protesters to change the route. In fact, from lawyers like Kofi Bento, who says that is simply hogwash. But Julius, what do you make about the point about Jubilee House being a security zone and tying it with the point that Caleb just made in ending her, 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 her remarks? I, I don't buy it because usually what interpretation we give to national security and protecting security zones and all those things does not add up for me. Because national security is the, one of the reasons they cite that for national security concerns, they do not want people to go to some areas. What is national security? National security has to do with the rights of citizens, protecting those rights. National security has to do with the safety of people. That's what national security is about. But the sort of interpretation they give to it means regime security. 
And regime security is not the same as national security. What we do in Ghana is regime security. So you are against citizens being near the Jubilee House because you feel that it's a threat to the regime, that citizens which the regime is supposed to work in the interest of are coming close to the seat of the government. That is literally what they tell us. And that is not national security. If the things we are complaining about rather border on national security issues. If people cannot eat, it's a national security concern. And when they want to demonstrate those things, who should hear it? Is it not the people they have elected to represent them who are supposed to hear it? Then you prevent them from, you know, addressing their concerns to the people who are supposed to represent them. And you say that is rather protecting national security. It's, 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 it's just crazy what the police think national security is about. So it all goes back to the points that we are making that the police think that they are, are guards of the regime. They think they are protectors of the regime. That is their job, is to protect the regime, not to actually protect citizens. That's mm. what the police thinks. And so when they talk about national security, they are talking about things that you do which make them feel that you are a threat to the survival of the regime. And those are things the colonial police were doing. The things that our people were doing, which the colonial police felt is a threat to the colonial regime. Julius, ending, ending that point there with some fire. Let's do some social media comments. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. Michael Papani, we, we, we have a, um, an interesting question on Twitter. Is the right to protest under threat in Ghana, yes or no? What are the results? So, Kuku, let's, go to, <laughs> let's go to Joy99.7's handle on Twitter. And well over 5,000 people have contributed their opinion to this particular poll. And we have just 18%, Kuku, I know you are very good with mm. math, <laughs> but this one you feel. 18% of 5,000 258 individuals say no and then you have 82 percent a whooping 82 percent say yes they feel that the right to protest is under threat um especially given the recent one that we are, we are seeing yes yeah. um the, but quite a number of comments here but let me just give you one this mm. is from um chona faisal he says the police is never your friend whoever has different opinion on this has never had a case with the police. If you are neutral in situations of injustice, you have chosen the side of the oppressor. Hashtag Occupy Julobi House. Mm, hashtag Occupy Julobi House. Michael Paponi, actually, really grateful that you brought us this poll from Twitter. Good time to bring you in English. Um, um, I'm Richard. You've had your own ordeal. I'm sure times in the past, you really thought this was distant from you, and you, you've, you've seen that. 
Where do you think we go as a country from here? Because I'm really certain this is not going to be the last time. I'm sure we're going to do a lot more Ghana Connect on police brutality on innocent protesters. But where do we go from here, Richard? Peku, the first step that we have to take as a nation is to repeal the Public Order Act. The Public Order Act is obsolete. It serves no purpose in our present democracy, right? Now, constitutionalism is founded on a mistrust of power and a presumption in favor of freedom. We have set up a system whereby the police is not placed in a set date, it's not placed in a set time when it comes to responding to public order acts, when it comes to the set line stand, uh, set in the public order act. So the police can then sit down, decide that just a day before, they can just go in and then just file something in the courts and then try to stall the process to when they decide. But one fundamental part of public protest is the moment, right? There are moments. When that moment passes by, the essence of the protest is lost. And we cannot give the state the power to control the moment, to decide when they want to, to test. If so many people are in the mood, then they decide that people can go for out on, on, on protest. And then when they decide, when they realize that, okay, people are not really in, then that is when they, 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 they do something. And I will use this opportunity to call upon the opposition members of parliament. Okujeto Ablakwa, enough of the talking on twitter we know that you have uh, your thoughts and prayers are with us it is time for you to put in a private member's bill to repeal the public order act the police can no more serve as judge jury and executioner in our democracy hmm. i mean good one there i'm um, to honorable kujita black and other mps they say that they just don't need your thoughts and prayers they need your boots on the ground and they need you to take action in parliament force i mean what should Ghanaian police officers the Ghanaian police hierarchy what do what should they learn from police officers in their jurisdictions which where you work well of course a few exercises come here and there but the right to protest is such an entrenched right well, Kribu, um, let's just let's just keep it simple. I I struggle with um, actually addressing the police, the Ghana police, because uh, as like someone said, they are not they are not your friends. You have to understand that. And um, when you have a problem or you have an issue with them, you realize that most of them don't really. I I, I don't want to actually go there, but most of them do not actually hold your best interests at heart. And also, it also boils down to, I remember the person who got lynched or who got beaten or who got manhandled uh, was saying that order from above. And the order from above also, I've actually said this on this on this uh, network before that, if we get a little bit of independency in actually getting the head of police in position and there are systems in place, that will actually help the police do their work properly. Because no police person or no police uh, 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 service person gets reprimanded for uh, for putting citizens through these brutalities. And until we see that, until we see an IGP who is not there just for, and there has been there have been loads of IGPs and there's been loads of police commanders who have come and it's all been on a, a photo shoot, a photo shoot, and you can't see a fundamental change in the service. Hmm. Until we actually address that, 
I can, I can't, I can see this happening over and over again. Because when Ayahuasca was going to happen, I spoke to Evans. I said these things, and and it's the same thing over and over and over, over again. again. And it's all because the person from above is being put there by some person. <laughs> this this other from above thing, Karim. Do you sense that there are really politicians or people up the hierarchy who really feel bothered about this protest? Or we are just not putting the blame where it must be on the police and say, please, scapegoating police. Because where is this order from above coming from? Yeah, we can, we can obviously do the two. But the order from above is, is a reality. And I agree completely with force on, on that. And again, by the conduct of the IGP himself in relation to how he has spoken to Mr. Bernard Mona, allegedly, you can understand also the, the, the philosophy, if any, of the order from above phenomenon. Because there's always this, this idea that, and, and again, I think that there's also a certain understanding from, from the police end, and quite frankly, even in Ghana more broadly on, on the level of the Council of State, the National Peace Council, any set of people who see themselves, for instance, as having gained a certain accumulated knowledge and by virtue of their age and their roles in society are in positions where they advise or, and all of those things. Sometimes you would hear the rhetoric. I was on this platform when the pensioners matter came up. And again, the sentiments that we we're getting, even though we appreciate all of them, the sentiments that we we're getting from people like Dr. Anamir J, if I remember the name correctly, sounded as though young people uh, are agitated, and they are angry, but the reality and history of this country, uh, I mean, support what young people are doing. In fact, we would even go to the extent to say that perhaps young people are not doing enough. 50 years ago, the man who is at the, at the heart of the presidency today, against whom the protest is being done, and for whom the protection from the Ghana Police Service is being offered and all of that, with a question that we must ask ourselves and everybody around him is that, what would Nanarodankwekufuadu do 50 years ago? He'll probably be out there and doing everything. And that is what the reality and the history of this country is. So, so yes, the order from above is true. But it is also because many other institutions, like the Peace Council and all of those things, who may not directly be in the role of the police service, have all contributed to this nonsense continuing over and over again. Mm. Because when we protest, we're deemed and framed as aggressors, violent people, young people who don't appreciate taking their time and all of those kinds of things that we are getting from sages. It's not good enough. Hmm. Carla, where do we where go we... from here in a minute? Carla. Okay, first, you want to make a point briefly, then Carla makes that, and then we, we, we wrap up. Uh, Karim, I really appreciate your, your comment, and I really hope that people will listen to what we're saying, because to be quite honest with you, if we can get those systems and institutions not having political agendas in their minds and follow simple protocols that help the police protect the actual citizen, we're not going to be hearing any of this anymore. Mm, but finally, also, let me just say a big thank you uh, thank you to you. But let me just say good luck to all the American walking tomorrow. Uh, the Kufuria Sectech all students so, walk tomorrow. That mm. starts from 37. Thank you. Right, super. I mean, Carla, where do you go from here? I think that the citizens should not be cowed and should keep raising their voices, keep going out to demonstrate if that's what they want, because uh, the citizens are more powerful than the few people at the top of the police or wherever. So I think we shouldn't give up. Right. Carla, they're ending the show with us. Very interesting thoughts where 
all these people who are connected with us, Carla, Julius, um, Karim. We've heard from um, um, one person who was actually brutalized by the police, allegedly telling us their own story here in force all the way from the United Kingdom. I mean, my name is Kwekwa Sante. Let me end the show with this quote from Osajibu Kwame Nkrumah. He says, Ghanaians are not timid people, as has been suggested in the foreign press. Far from it. They may be slow to anger and may take time to organize and act. But once they are ready, they strike and strike hard. It pays no one to tamper with the Ghanaian freedom and dignity. At 7 p.m., Fix the Country are addressing a news conference at the 37 Military Hospital where they protested today. They say that tomorrow, they will still be on the street for the third consecutive day protest. Join us will be there, as always, to cover. Thanks all of you for listening. I'm Kiku Asante. I'll see you again next week. Have a good night. Needs to stop. of what was going on and immediately more than six police officers surrounded me hand put my my hand behind my back and Yusuf Hussein was there and he was trying to tell them to stop and they just shoved him aside I, I just can't understand that yes my lawyer was telling them that she is a journalist leave her alone as they were all holding some of them were holding their guns like this as if they are ready to do whatever they want to do and more than six of men policemen I'm not talking about women policemen six policemen they just shook my hand behind my back and bring the phone, bring the phone. Seeing with my eyes how they hit the protesters there. And the lawyer who was representing me just said, oh, she's a journalist, leave her alone. They were hitting her with him, hitting him with his foot. And they just whisked him away. I said, no, we don't know even, we don't even know where he is. If someone says they are not beating protesters, I can tell you that it's a big lie because I have seen it. And the way they handled me over there. Inside, um, but he's a lawyer. Um, That's Oliver Bakavoma. Yes, Oliver is a lawyer. He's, he's quite, he's quite courageous. We want to get them out. They haven't done anything. It doesn't make sense. Like, why are they in jail? Think about it. Like, can I, can I send you in right now? I, I can't do it. Why are they in jail for standing around wearing black t-shirts or for declaring that they want to go on a demonstration? They haven't even taken one step to, to. They haven't, what have they done wrong? What have they done wrong? It is an abuse of the process. It is trite knowledge that you cannot use the court to achieve bad faith ends. This is literally the definition of abuse of process. You were, you were notified a month ago, a day to the demonstration, you have filed an injunction. That's an abuse of process. There is no court in this. There is no court that's going to uphold this. It is clearly an abu abuse of process. Yesterday was what? Black Thursday. It was a big retrogression in our march towards a better democracy. I, I can't believe it. The police were absolutely lawless. 
possible. And it looks like the police is gradually degrading its status and image. Um, clearly, the police is in violation of the Public Order Act. It is also in violation of the constitutional right for people to assemble and to demonstrate and to express their opinions and views on issues that are of concern to them. We are gradually degrading into uh, a police state status. Ghana needs to be very careful about that. have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.